what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad. Good morning, Meredith. So good to see you and to talk about the grand finale of The Bachelor Bachelor season. Yeah, three hours that we watched last night. Not three hours of Bachelorette content, but three-hour episode. My friend Jesse Palmer had told me this would be the most dramatic, most exciting event of perhaps my lifetime. So I was incredibly anxious, excited, ready to go. I was a little bit let down. Dad, did you vote for America's First Impression Rose on Twitter last night? I did not. I did not do that. And and uh, I found that you know we, we got to meet our, our new Bachelor. We had a new twist of how do we spend three hours on television? I guess we need to bring in some of the actual contestants in the next Bachelor season to fill up time and space. And I found it to be incredibly awkward and unnecessary. Oh, it was terrible. Absolutely terrible. So, uh, you know, it was three hours. It was the last show of the season. But we have the job of getting through the season and, and sharing our thoughts. So we should do that. Yeah. Before we get into the terrible stuff, let's talk about some good stuff with our highs. Um, I, once again, actually don't remember if I enjoyed this last week, but I know I talked about it. Watching Rachel and Gabby watch themselves on the episodes was just a really big high for me because of the difference between Gabby and Rachel's reactions. Rachel and her parents were so pissed watching Rachel's engagement. It was it was a major spoiler alert for those of us who didn't know what was going to happen. It's quite clear she was no longer with Tino. And I think I noticed more of that this week after you pointed it out last week. And, and certainly Rachel was shooting lasers out of her eyes pretty much the whole time she was watching uh, her, her engagement with Tino. Big Tony looked like he was going to bring out a baseball bat and smash things. I, I did enjoy Big Tony's new goatee. I like that. He looked even more intimidating with the goatee than he looked uh, before. So, you know, I'm, I'm all pro Big Tony there. Um, but before we even go there, you know, this, I was confused because Jesse Palmer starts last night's episode by saying, um, you know, we've, we've got a lot of stuff to cover. Will Rachel forgive Tino's indiscretions? Uh, what about Eric's damning text messages sent a few days before he left the limo? And I'm scratching my head saying, wait, did I miss a show? Did I miss, did I fall asleep for a half hour during the last show? Which was possible because these, these seem to be new revelations that I was not aware of. You know, how, do, how are we supposed to know these things? You know, I would say majority of viewership is probably on social media. And TikTok was blowing up this past week with some text messages between Eric and a quote unquote girlfriend pre-show. And then I also did see like a few spoilers about some some Tino cheating happening post-show. So I did know that was coming, but I, that was an actual spoiler. The Eric text messages weren't so much a spoiler as something that just happened pre-show. 
So Jesse was kind of giving away at least Rachel and Tino's ending there. Well, I, yeah, I'm on, I'm on a little bit of social media, mostly to follow my sports teams and whatnot. So I was not aware of this and, and I was not aware of any of the um, indiscretions or any of that. So I, I, I don't know. I just, I was a little confused to begin the show, you know, and I, and I, I think I texted you about it and you said, well, um, you know, probably people like me don't watch the bachelor. So that, that hurt, you know, that hurt. And, um, one of the things also, uh, that I took note of is that, you know, Jesse was very quick to point out that, uh, uh, bachelor nation royalty was there in force during the show and, and last night's live show. And uh, I, I think I recognized Michelle, who was our bachelorette a season or two ago, and Caitlin, who was a hostess at one point in time. Didn't really recognize a lot of other people. And, and I, I guess I was just wondering whether being part of Bachelor Nation royalty is a good thing or not. It seemed to be predominantly young ladies. And I... I Kept, and I was wondering whether it's predominantly young ladies that don't have a significant other, which to me seems a little ironic considering what we're trying to accomplish here. Um, they were three bachelorettes, three past bachelorettes. We had Michelle Young, Becca Kufrin, and Caitlin Bristow, um, all of whom are no longer with their winner from their season. But Caitlin is engaged to Jason Tardick, who was on Becca's season. Becca is engaged to um, what's his face from Katie season, the villain. Mm, they met on Paradise. I don't remember his name now. Um, very tall, handsome boy. And Michelle recently broke up with her winner, Nate. You know Nate. I remember Nate. You know, Nate, Nate was the player. We remember Nate. So yes. yes. Um, so um, and, that- and his wife Catherine were also there. Sean is a bachelor from back when I first started watching the show when I was in high school. Um, it was interesting to see him there. He did make a, like a public announcement when Chris Harrison got the boot that he was going to remove himself from Bachelor Nation in support of Chris Harrison. But he's back. But he's back. So, well, so I, I got the impression that there were like 20 people there from, from Bachelor Nation, Bachelor Nation royalty, you know, when they showed just this, this group of people there. So I didn't realize that we we're just talking about a select few. Yeah. I guess, you know, to be royalty, you have to have been a lead. Okay. Well, so, so Rachel and Gabby are now considered to be royalty. Congratulations, Rachel. You didn't get a, you didn't get a husband, but you're, you get to sit in the, with the royalty people and, and throw popcorn and, and uh, provide critiques as we go forward. Maybe she'll be on paradise next year. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't believe big Tony would approve of that. So, well, you know, it, it's not all rain clouds for Rachel. You know, she does not end up with Tino, but a high for me was Avon asking Rachel to leave after the final rose with him and catch up, you know, basically kind of asking her out right in front of Tino. I thought that was funny. You know, Tino, you sit here, watch your ex-fiance that you did dirty and still want to be with uh, get asked out in front of you. And she's going to, she's going to leave you on stage very awkwardly. 
I guess that was fine. Um, you know, I, I will, we went through this whole rigmarole, you know, and, and, and some of the highlights and lowlights start to blur together for me, uh, where Rachel and Tino have a, you know, they, they get engaged in Mexico, but now we're here at the live show and, uh, uh, post engagement, we got, we got troubles in paradise and, Rachel talks a little bit about the troubles that they've had and, and, uh, and guess what? Uh, they're going to talk it out and, and, you know, out of good fortune, we're going to tape all of this conversation. You know, we're, you know, we're going to try to work out our problems, uh, you know, with TV crews all over the place, which can't be a good way to really work out your problems. And, uh, all of a sudden, I feel like we're on the train to crazy town here because I don't know. I, I think that there's probably issues on both parties. Apparently, Tino kissed another girl, from what I can gather. You know, that he, he cheated. He kissed another girl. And you shouldn't kiss other girls if you are engaged. Bad thing to do. Um, but, but he called it the tiniest thing ever. Probably not that they're, they're, you know, I would think there are, are tinier things than kissing other girls. So I, I, but I, it would appear to me that Rachel has no intentions of trying to work anything out with Tino. During their conversation, every time Tino says something, she gets this look on her face like, you know, you're, you know, you're stabbing me in the heart with a knife and, and these looks of disbelief. Um, you know, she's, she's a, she's a tough, she's going to be a tough one for somebody. I don't know. I feel like she was just in shock by a lot of what Tino was saying. I would be in shock too. And like have an incredulous look on my face if someone cheated on me and called it the tiniest thing ever. And like, oh, you know, I kissed someone else, but then that's what made me realize I want to be with you. Like, and he did it seemed like he was trying to turn it around on her a lot. Like we were having issues. Like you weren't being good to me. You, you said that like you would give the ring back if we just went back to dating and that just destroyed me. Like what you were doing drove me to kiss someone else. That would piss me off too. I, I, I guess I didn't hear it in that such a strong fashion as, as what, you're saying and, and what Rachel appeared to be he hearing, you know, I don't know if this is a gender thing. I am not in any way condoning, uh, you know, Tino, but I also just, Rachel was exhausting me. You know, she was just exhausting me the, you know, both the, in the tape part as well as when Tino came out on the live part. And, um, you know, she, she didn't strike me as she was looking for closure. She was just looking to put it on him. Well, I feel like to get like, I don't think that he was even really taking enough responsibility, like as much as she wanted him to. And I just don't think that they saw it the same way and they couldn't make the other one see it their way. So they were just kind of talking in circles over and over and getting nowhere. Uh, it, it wasn't very satisfying for them. It wasn't very satisfying for us. No. Tino seemed very, like, unwell when they were recording their breakup scene. Like, he didn't seem as sweaty as normal, but he, like, 
he just seemed a little unhinged to me and like couldn't sit still for very long, had to keep getting up, trying to take his microphone off, cover it up, like taking off his shirt to get into his microphone. Is going outside to make phone calls during the breakup. Who do you think he's calling? Probably his agent or his lawyer, which maybe is the same person. I don't know. I'm hoping it's his mom saying, Mom, can you please come pick me up? Well, so you know, I, I guess in the end, Tino's dad was right that uh, you, you, this isn't going to work and uh, uh, you don't know each other well outside of this uh, um, plastic bubble that you've been living in and uh, dads were right again. I don't know. I mean, his son cheated. It's not like it didn't work because it didn't work. It didn't work because he, he'd kiss someone else. You know, I am curious about what their like difficulties they were going through is that they didn't want to talk about on the TV show. I'm assuming like they said it started when the show was airing. I'm guessing Rachel had a hard time like watching it back. And like maybe seeing how well people were were responding to Gabby over her, that probably like was pretty hard for her mentally and emotionally. But it's interesting to hear about like how she was the one like that had issues in their relationship and Tino was there for her and she was the one having to like put in the work, go to therapy, like try harder, do better. I thought that was interesting. I feel like it probably would have been harder for Tino watching back to see her dating so many guys. I, I, I guess my knee-jerk reaction was, um, you know, when this show starts, she she is probably doing all sorts of press-related crap uh, associated with the show and having to show up on all sorts of dopey talk shows and late-night shows and morning shows. And I... Uh, to me, I got the sense that maybe ABC was putting her through the ringer and uh, and that was really wearing on her as well. That was that was my initial thought process. Yeah. And from what I've seen on social media, people are definitely more keen towards Gabby. And I feel like that's got to be hard just getting compared to someone that's also a really close friend of yours that you like a lot. And I don't know, that's like not something that other leads have had to go through. So it'd be hard to be like the the one that wasn't wanted. Yeah, I, I guess that that's also the case. Another another good reason to avoid social media as much as you can. All right, should we move? I, we have some more highs to discuss. Do we? All right, go ahead. I liked how happy Gabby was watching her proposal. It was a nice, you know, foil to Rachel's watching herself. You know. Gabby couldn't keep a smile off her face the whole time. She had no poker face. It was good to see. And then we got some nice Gabby and Grandpa John and Jesse Palmer chat about Grandpa John being the next old man bachelor. And I thought it was funny how adamant Gabby and Grandpa John were like, no, that's a bad idea. I I, I did enjoy watching Gabby uh, rewatch everything that happened. And, you know, and... and and I thought Eric seemed much more at ease, I think, both both in the tape engagement portion as well as when he came out. And, you know, and, and, you know, Jesse tried to play investigative journalist and, you know, with these texts and everything, you know, whatever. They, you know, they they seem to have worked through their issues. And 
and and something to me always seemed a little suspicious about Eric throughout the whole show, but uh, you know they they seemed to be much more comfortable with one another uh, last night. So I'm I happy for them. Hope it works out. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. And happy for us for both picking Eric as Gabby's winner. Happy happy for us we both picked Eric. You know, and I believe you picked Avon. I'm not sure that qualifies as a win. Maybe we'll give you a half point for that because uh, Avon did escort Rachel off the show to console her, talk with her, whatever. I don't know. You know, so uh, we we all we thought that Avon was very appropriate and and seemed like an overall good guy, and throughout this whole process, seemed to be there for the right reason. Yeah, I like Avon. He he is a good guy. Um, not sure I would go back to Rachel after the breakup that they had, but you know, to each their own. Maybe they just needed Avon to come in on his white horse and swoop her up and make it. So there's like sort of maybe you could pretend there's a happy ending. Yeah. Disappointed that uh, we we didn't get any more Nate uh in in any capacity and that uh to me he was a fan favorite or and and a dad favorite as well yeah a big low of mine was the new bachelor announcement not being nate or avon who i decided i was team avon last week you know we've got another bland white boy gracing our screens for 10 weeks in 2023 i don't know if we've said it but zach is our new bachelor and, you know, Jesse Palmer's like, it's so nice that they pick someone that doesn't look like me. You know, they, they sort of still look like each other. They look a lot like each other. Um, but, uh, you know, to me, the opportunity to get uh, some more David Putty screen time is very enticing. And, you know, I'm, I, I thought Zach, I, you know, he seemed to be a very good, good guy. Yeah, maybe he's a little bit bland. I, I, I think at some points you have told me that that's sort of the modus operandi for, for Bachelor and that, uh, yeah, we're going to bring a bland guy in and then watch girls go insane. So I guess that's the formula that they're sticking to. Mm-hmm. And we did get to see Zach meet five women last night. This, is, this isn't the first time that they've done this. Hannah Brown also got to meet five guys from her season during After the Final Rose. And it was just as awkward when Hannah did it. It was so uncomfortable to watch. Zach was so nervous. The women were so nervous. Zach couldn't remember a single one of their names afterwards, which I thought that was... Me, that, that made me feel better because I couldn't either, and, and that made me feel better. But one of them even gave him a little rhyme to remember her name. And he, and he got cro- close, didn't he? It was like uh, her name was Bailey and you should uh, wake up and say that daily or something like that. And I don't remember what he said, but it was close. He got like the the Bay part of it, right? I think he said like Baden or Balin. <laughs> or... <laughs> poor, poor guy. That's, yeah. yeah. It was, I, I felt like secondhand embarrassment watching it all unfold. And it makes me curious, like, is that what night one is like? And then they just edit it to make it so much less awkward. 
Well, I, I, at least the, the people aren't walking out of limos in front of an audience of a couple hundred people. I think that makes it even worse. I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, it's awkward enough walking out of a limo and meeting this person and trying to say or do something that's going to be memorable, doing it in front of a couple hundred people. Uh, that's, that's, that's pretty tough. Yeah, I don't think I would want to like meet a guy that I'm about to start dating and like try and flirt with him and make a good impression in front of anyone. The the, the young lady who got the first impression rose voted on by America. Uh, I don't remember her name either, but I thought she had a, a, a good idea of taking a Polaroid picture selfie and leaving it with him. You know, that would at least give him something to remember. So I thought that was that was a good move. So I thought you know, good for her for getting the America's first rose. Yeah. I think her name was Brianna. Oh, good for Brianna. Good for Brianna. I have seen online that two of the contestants for Zach's season went to the university of South Carolina at the same time as I did. I do not recognize either, but I'm going to, to pull some friends and see if anyone knows them so I could get some inside scoop. Well, you've got two months to figure, two or three months to figure this out. I guess we reconvene in January, so I, I'm sure our listeners will will want to get your inside scoop there. I would, I would just really love if there was an, a season where I knew someone. I think that would be very fun. Well, what other lowlights do you have? Um, my first lowlight that I wrote down was that when Rachel goes to Tino's room to tell him, like, you're the only one here. He did not even crack a smile. He was not, did not look excited at all. He just kind of looked like a little stunned, no smiling, didn't seem happy. He like kind of pulled it together for his interview, but in the moment did not seem excited to be the last one standing. He, he looked like the dog that caught the car, didn't he? Like, what do I do now? I, I didn't actually think I would win. So uh, I was hoping to go to Bachelor Island and, and uh, you know, uh, have some hedonistic relationships there. But now I'm, I'm getting engaged. And, you know, related to that, and you and a guy was, were testing, where was the ring guy? You know, we, we were used to seeing uh, what's Neil, his name? Lane. Neil Lane come on and, you know, you know, break out his case of beautiful engagement rings and and pick something out and uh, and and they had some rings and they said Neil Lane on them. I don't know if Neil Neil Lane's got COVID or the situation. No, he there. was there. You you see in um, Eric's scene where he's picking between two rings, someone sitting across the table from him. You can see like the fingers of another person like displaying the rings to him. I assume that's Neil Lane. They didn't even say Neil Lane's name. Usually, you know, they at least have to say it a couple times on the show, but nothing. And it wasn't like we were we were running short on time because we were doing all sorts of silliness at the end uh, to, to fill up three hours. So you think you could have given Neil, Neil Lane a little bit of a plug there. Or just not had a three-hour show. That would have been better. My last low um, – you know, just some of the comments that Tino made during the breakup, calling him kissing another girl the tiniest thing ever, how he wished he had never even told Rachel about it. And then, you know, he he brought his journal to the breakup because he, he had written down quotes of things that Rachel had said that just really upset him. And he wanted to make sure he got those things right. And so, you know, 
after he's reading word for word some of the things Rachel said to him in the past weeks that he had written in his little journal, he goes, she, she says something else. And he goes, I don't want to keep talking about things from the past. And I'm like, dude, your whole journal, that's what it is. And I just thought it was funny that he, he brought his journal. Yeah, that, that, that was a little bit strange. And, you know, he got there, you know, they, he was not comfortable. He looked like he would be anywhere. He wanted to be anywhere else. I, I guess, you know, the question I have, and I wrote this down as a low light, is, you know, what, what sort of contracts are these people signing where all this crap's got to be on tape? You know, I mean, you know, if people are serious about having some sort of relationship, if they're serious about trying to work through their issues, don't do it in front of a camera crew. A little little teaser there on some dad advice, but uh, not not a good idea. You know, what, what sort of clause does ABC have into these people? I've heard that the contracts are very intense that you have to sign. And then you like that you have a very long period post show where you're not allowed to talk about what happened. Like it's like a year or two that you can't go. You can go on podcasts and stuff, but you can't give the tea about anything. Yeah. Well, I, that, <clears throat> that was a pretty uncomfortable, awkward situation. And again, I look, I, I, I don't condone Tino and I don't blame Rachel for breaking up with him, but, um, you know, her, I, she's, I, I just came off feeling like, um, she's, she's a handful. And, and, you know, I, I think that we got some sense, particularly during the last few episodes that maybe, uh, her, uh, what we see on Rachel's surface might not be everything going on with Rachel and that she, she seems to put on a good veneer for, uh, when the cameras are on, but um, I, I don't. I don't know if that's how she is off camera. You know, so I. I you know, and I, I wish her the best, but um, I. 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 I found her exhausting. Well, I do feel like their whole argument during the breakup. It seemed like they were both really trying to protect their own image and what would be portrayed to America. And they both seemed very upset that the other one was trying to destroy that image. Like it just seemed like they cared more about their portrayal than what was actually going on. I I would agree with that. Do you have any other lows? I think we've touched on most of them. You know, the the incredibly awkward way to meet our first set of bachelorettes. Um, You know, there's just the fact that, you know, Tino cheated and and we're confronting him with television cameras. Uh, I guess I had my other low light was when um, Jesse introduces our new bachelor, Zach, and says that he's going to be with him all the way. To me, that sounded more like a threat than than anything else. So, I'm not sure I need Jesse with me all the way. But that was that's me. I'm not a big Jesse fan. Zach might need him to remind him of all the names of the women he's dating. Someone can provide cue cards. <laughs> all right, let's get into the right reason. Make this quick for me. I'm giving it to Rachel for dumping Tino after he cheated on her. You know, I think it can be a hard thing to do when you care about the person, saw a future with them, but she knew her worth and, you know, it might have 
been a tough conversation and, you know, things might have not gone as smoothly, but I think she did the right thing for herself. Well, I'm giving my right reason to Big Tony, who uh, basically said that he was going to support his daughter, be there for his daughter. That's what dads do. So uh, I, I, I didn't really care for Tino. I didn't really care for Rachel. Uh, you know, I thought Gabby and Eric were fine, but I'm going to give my, my right reason to, to Big Tony for being a stand-up dad. Great. Well, I'm giving my wrong reason to Tino because he's a cheater. And as Ethan foreshadowed earlier in the season, he's a real baby back bitch. (laughs) Well, and, and, you know, he was suspicious and sweaty throughout the season. Um, You know, there, there's something always seemed a little off with him to me. I was, uh, you know, he, he, I was never really comfortable with him. So I think that's good, but I'm going to give my wrong reason to ABC for putting so much stress on these people, you know, for, for putting them through the ringer, for, for making them do all these things on camera, the chances of a successful relationship actually happening as you're going through this is just so small. So uh, I put this on you, ABC. Uh, so you're my wrong reason. Okay. Well, my MVP to wrap this up, I've got to give it to my girl, Gabby. I, I quite enjoyed watching her on my screen all season. Always been a big fan. I'm happy that she got her engagement and that she's happy. It was good to see her with Eric. They seemed to enjoy each other, and that I hope it works out for them. I think I think that's very appropriate. She she earned it through the whole season, not just for the episode. She's the definitely the MVP for the season. Yeah, I don't know how we would have made it through without her. Do you have any fatherly advice to wrap up this season? A few things. Number one, had a, you know, semi-crisis and then I, I did run out of bourbon last night. So, you know, first thing, you know, make sure your bar is properly stocked if you're going to be watching this show. So that's the first piece of advice. Secondly, don't kiss other people if you're engaged. You know, bad move by Tino. He got what was coming for him. You know, if you're engaged, you know, that's that's it. You're engaged. You're not supposed to be with other people. So Probably uh, even if you're just in a relationship, not a great move. I agree. Um, for Rachel and Tino, you need to learn how to work. I, I, I said you need to learn how to fight, but you need to learn how to work through your problems better. I just felt like the, they were banging their heads against walls. They, you know, as, as, as you said, I thought pretty accurately, they seem more concerned about their image than actually resolving anything. I thought there were issues on both parts. You know, if you're going to be in a relationship with somebody, you got to figure out how to communicate, work through your issues. They need to work on that. Having a TV crew there is probably not helpful. So don't bring TV crews into your relationship either. Um, I think most importantly, and and Rachel and Eric, I think both sort of touched on this, where at different points during the show, I think Rachel, when they were in Mexico and everything was hunky-dory and maybe Eric later, um, uh, I think Rachel at one point said, you make me want to be a better person every day. And I think Eric said, you bring out the best in me uh, to their respective uh, partners. Uh, And that's really something that you want 
in a relationship. It's something that uh, uh, you want somebody that can push you a little bit, uh, make you a little bit better, uh, make you a more interesting person. I think that's pretty important for relationships. So, um, you know, that would be fatherly advice to any other young people out there listening. Fortunately, I have that relationship, so I'm very happy. There we go. That is, you know, I think all the fatherly advice we could probably handle this year. Hopefully it gets us through till Zach's season. Well, I, I hope so. And 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 uh, I guess my last piece will be fathers will do pretty strange things to keep in touch with their daughters. So, you know, even even being on a crazy podcast like this. So thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, I'll talk to you in January. Not until then, though. Love you, too. (laughs) Well, we'd like to thank The Mesh for hosting our podcast. And if you like what you're hearing, feel free to give us a five-star rating and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And, you know, that's a wrap on Rachel and Gabby's season. It was... It was something. I'm not sure we're going to have another dual lead season for a long time. But uh, join us next season as we discuss Zach being the bachelor from the right perspective and my dad's. been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.